welcome back to the Seasoned Amateurs Podcast. I'm Dylan, and I'm here with uh, Josh and Chris. Uh, we're, we're here to talk uh, talk some football. Uh, that's what we're going to talk about most all of uh, this episode. We're going to talk some football. Um, basketball is coming down the stretch, so we'll have some basketball um, here shortly uh, in the next few weeks, uh, previewing the, or the, the playoffs and everything. Uh, might talk some college hoops next week. Uh, but this week, there's been a lot of football news, uh, and so we kind of want to just dive into that. Um, some some trash team in the AFC West got some quarterbacks, so I don't I don't really – we might not talk about them today, but we'll see. Uh, but uh, first, I do want to talk about the, the big news that everyone's been talking about for the last two years and everyone's kind of tired of. Uh, so there's now a resolution, but that's Green Bay uh, and Aaron Rodgers choosing to stay in Green Bay. Josh, I'll start with you. What are your thoughts on Rodgers choosing to stay uh, for the stay and play for the Packers? I mean, I think it makes sense on basically all sides. Yeah, I still think moving up to take Jordan Love was a mistake. They they could have gotten a piece to help them now. I mean, even you know, Dylan, you as a Tampa Bay fan, you recognize that all in in the moment type thing that also worked pretty well for Los Angeles this year, I would say. Um, and they didn't do that. And they made a mistake then. And now they have a first-round pick who maybe they keep and try to hold on to. Maybe they trade him for an asset. But you you have to keep Aaron Rodgers as long as he's willing. And so throwing whatever – I know the, the contract, I guess, isn't signed yet. Exact details aren't out yet. But you throw what you need to get him back in the building. You bring back Devontae Adams. And, and you see what other pieces you can bring in to try to run this back because – if your special teams was not a flaming garbage can this past year, you beat the the 49ers. I'm not sure you don't beat the Rams. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think great move by the Packers. They had to bring them back. And then for Rogers, unless he was going to retire, I really think it was the best option for him. Um, what, what green Bay would have required Denver to give up. Like you look and you see, Denver did have to give up a good offensive piece in Noah Fant to get Russell Wilson. How much more would Denver have had to give up to get Aaron Rodgers? Looking maybe one of the young wide receivers, a Jerry Judy type, maybe a defensive back, you know, Sertan would have possibly been there. Like Green Bay would have demanded three arms and two legs. You know, it would have been ridiculous. And so they're hurting the roster a little bit. Um, Chris, the normal phrase is an arm and a leg. And I'm saying it would have been beyond that. Um, so, um, Chris was counting to see how many, for people who couldn't see, he was counting to see how many arms. Are prove, it, prove it or it didn't happen. <laughs> post the, the vi- maybe not post the video. Um, <laughs> but I would say like Rogers was looking at it and the NFC is a better way to go than the AFC. You know, to go over there to the AFC West that we'll talk about shortly, I think Rodgers, unless he was going to retire, Packers were the best place for him. Stay with Devontae Adams. Stay with the system you know. Yeah, I, I think all around it was the best decision. It's just a little bit irritating it took this long to just find out he's going to stay there. Uh, Chris, what, were your, what are your thoughts? I mean, my thoughts are I never wanted Denver to get him in the first place. 
Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I agree with everything Josh said. I mean, what Denver did, I'm I much happier they did rather than bringing on Aaron Rodgers because he would have had to give up half your team picks and then the salary cap hit that he's going to take. So Denver was able to give up less and pay less financially for Russell Wilson. But I have a hard time finding any quarterback that's worth 50 million. I would have to, I, I still want to see like the actual contract details, how much of that's going to hit the cap versus bonus. And so there's still a lot to consider whether we view this as a really good move for the Packers or not. They have Aaron Rodgers, So obviously it's not like a dumb move. So you can't really lose something if you add someone like Aaron Rodgers. But I just find it incredibly ironic for a guy who has spent the last two years complaining about how the Packers haven't put people around him, demand $50 million a year so that they can't put more people around him. I would just like to throw out Tom Brady and his two-year contract with the Bucks got a two-year $50 million. And that's because he's serious about winning and not about money and stats. And that's it's also why the fact Aaron... that his wife makes like a butt ton of money as well. <laughs> oh, that that see that doesn't even matter when you're talking about the 40s and 50s and the 20 mils a year. It doesn't matter who your wife is. You're making a living no matter what. Yeah, this shows Chris, that he, he's Aaron... in Florida, and there's no state income tax in Florida. Oh, you know what the income up. tax is up in Wisconsin? Shut up. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> Basically, same contract. <laughs> That's not true, by the way. But <laughs> but I'm just saying, to me, this deal, I don't know, it just seems awfully hypocritical of Aaron Rodgers to complain about not putting anyone around him and now possibly creating a cap issue, especially bringing back Devontae Adams. Not potentially creating a cap issue. Well, I think they did create – I mean, they're $46 million in the hole – with tagging Devontae, they can push some of the cap out with an extension with Rodgers that hasn't been done yet. They can push money out with an extension for Adams. But, like, I know there's a lot of guys who have $0 guaranteed. I think it's Zadar. Both Smith brothers, I think, have no money guaranteed, but they have, like, 20-something million-dollar cap hits, stuff like that. So, yeah, you're going to – you might can cut them and then re-sign them at a lower number – um, or different things like that to save cap room, but I don't know what they're going to do. To I think their best team that they had was this year. Uh, that might have been their best team that they had to 100%. put around them. But I think on this show a couple weeks ago, I talked a little bit about at Jordan Love. Get, so I don't hate the Jordan Love pick um, because, like, for them, the Rodgers had come off a not really great year for Rodgers. They were trying to look for the future, what they did with Rodgers when they had Favre. So I don't hate it. But when I when you look in perspective, when we've been saying for, what, four years, they need another number two. They need a number two. They need another guy opposite Devontae. And then you go back and look in that draft at Jordan Love, who what wide receivers went after him, it was ridiculous. It was Michael Pittman. It was um, – uh, who was it? Chase Claypool. It was there was like a list of guys that I'm like, Chase. Like you put those guys with Devontae and Aaron Rodgers instead of drafting Jordan Love, you have a completely different weapon and arsenal there to go after. And so, I mean, hindsight's 2020, but you, I think that's that would have been be a better option even then, even though I don't hate the pick than what they did choose to do. Um, 
But yeah, I th- I agree though. I I mean, I I would say Rodgers is probably worth forty to forty five million. If Dak Prescott's getting 40, 40 to forty five million, Aaron Rodgers. Well, we can is worth that. we can also we can also agree that Dak's not worth that either. Oh, a hundred percent. I said that so, the whole time. I I didn't think yeah. Dak was worth that much money. But I but if Dak's getting that, you assume Aaron's gonna get at least that. Um, and so, yeah. but it doesn't mean that Dak should have got that. However. Now, let's shift gears, though, to the team that wanted Aaron Rodgers uh, or that was rumored to want Aaron Rodgers, uh, and that's the Denver Broncos. Chris, you know you would rather have Aaron Rodgers than Uh, Russell Wilson. You're you're crazy, bro. Russell Wilson's better than Rodgers all day. (laughs) Okay. Uh, But but the the Seattle Seahawks traded Mm -hmm. Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos hours after Rodgers confirmed he was staying in Green Bay for – as Josh said, uh, Noah Fant, Shelby Harris, Drew Locke, two first, two seconds, and a fifth uh, for for Russell Wilson. And you can see the remnants of the trade last year for Matt Stafford and what the, the price was for Stafford and being a little bit more for Russ being a Super Bowl champion and, and everything that he is. But, Chris, what are your thoughts uh, when you saw the news that Russell Wilson was going to Denver? I mean, I think it's a win for both sides. I mean, Seattle is on a downhill slide right now. And I think this was a move to attempt at a rebuild. They're probably going to draft what Malik Willis in the draft, most likely. At least they're mocked to. Um, But, I mean, as a Broncos fan, am I thrilled about everything we gave up? No. But when you look at the quarterback market, and like Dylan like alluded to a little bit with the Matt Stafford trade at the point in the NFL that we're at, you're not going to get a good quarterback without giving up that much. Like that's just how it is now. And you, I mean, Kirk cousins, I think Kirk cousins, even if you trade someone like him, I still think you're looking at least one first one second and a couple guys. So while I think the Seahawks won in straight value, if you look at it from a strictly value perspective, I would say the Seahawks won. But as far as impact, I think the Broncos win because, well, now we're immediately a playoff contender. Well, and I'm curious to see because that's what everyone has said, Bron- including myself, I'm not saying everyone. Well, I am a part of everyone. So, yes. <laughs> but that Denver is a quarterback short from being Super Bowl contenders or a playoff contender. And we have that quarterback. We got rid of Noah Fant. We have Albert O as a backup, who's a very similar play style as Noah Fant. And Shelby Harris was 32 on a decline. I mean, the best place he made was blocking a couple field goals, which is great. But realistically, he's not a great player. And Drew Locke, though I like him, has not been extremely impressive since drafting him. So... I think Denver did. I think it was a great trade for Denver. I think Russell Wilson, immediate impact. And if you're a fantasy football guy or gal, your Broncos receivers might actually be worth something now. So it's exciting as well. Josh, I want to pose to you the question. What do you think it is for – because the question was for when everyone was talking about Rodgers going to the AFC West, was the, the murderer's row that it seems like when it comes to quarterbacks there. You have Mahomes, Herbert, Wilson, and Carr. 
And so as the Broncos, you probably are what the third best quarterback in the division, second maybe, uh, behind Mahomes or Herbert, depending on how you put Herbert, if you rank him higher than than Wilson. But what are your thoughts on Russ going there where it's going to – I mean, he went from maybe the hardest division in the NFL to maybe one of the other harder divisions when it comes to quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's interesting. Denver was a quarterback short, and now they got a short quarterback. But um, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, you know about being short, right? I do know it. Know it well. Um, no, I, yeah, I, I think all four of those quarterbacks I would love to have as my quarterback. You know, Mahomes is the top, but then flip a coin. You know, which which Russ are we getting? Because Russ, when he's on his game, playing well, throwing it to the right team, um, I would probably put him a bet above Herbert at this immediate moment. Honestly, by the time next season comes around, Herbert might be beyond him. Um, Herbert is so impressive. Sophomore year, so, yeah, so much better than I expected. And so going into his junior year, you know, third year in the league, he could make the leap and be ahead of Wilson, but I hesitate to put him above Wilson right now, but it's close. And then I think a lot of people sleep on Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr is much better than most people give him credit. Um, so no, I, I think it's a great move for Denver. I question it a little bit from Seattle's perspective. I guess, I guess you had to get draft picks and not players. But, like, Chris, you were talking about mock drafts with the Seahawks, and I'm thinking that's their draft of the last, like, three years because I mock those drafts all day and night. They're awful. Like, outside of DK Metcalf, their their drafts are laughable. And so now what? You just got draft compensation for Wilson? Like, if you can't do anything with it, what good does it end up bringing to you? Um, so I don't know. Like, it's – it's a really interesting move. I was a little bit surprised to see Noah Fant go in the trade. Um, but you had to give up a couple of younger players. As you said, Shelby Harris was not going to be the linchpin of that deal. But they were able to keep all their wide receivers, which I think, yeah, they set up really well, make a few defensive upgrades. And I'm not going to say that you know, it, it's hard. I can't even say Denver is the favorite there in their division, let alone in the conference. But did they just take a huge jump up? You know, what What Mahomes are we going to see? As much as I talk about Wilson, Mahomes was relatively inconsistent at times this past year. And they're starting to encounter some salary cap trouble. They're yeah. questioning, you know, how many of their guys will they be bringing back? So I think Denver's primed. I think Denver is up there as, you know, I would, I would still probably say Chiefs and the Bills are at the top. But then Denver, maybe Cincinnati – Hard to discount them after just making a, a run, but you know they're they're right there in like maybe that one A, you know, or one B. You know, if you've got the the Bills and the Chiefs as one A, I think Denver's just moved up there into the one B type category where they're legitimate contenders. Yeah, I I, I think I, I tend to agree. I still think I think the Broncos still might be third best in the division. I mean, if you look at it. Two, the two quarterbacks in that division that made the playoffs last year were Mahomes and Carr. Wilson didn't, uh, and neither did um, Herbert. They didn't make the playoffs last year. 
Um, so the the Raiders, I think, could be, are like the. I always I feel like I'm the one that's tooting the horn of the Raiders. Like, hey guys, like watch for the Raiders. And Chris always makes fun of me and says, no, they're not. And then they made the playoffs this year. Uh, and yeah, by a massive choke by multiple teams for them to get in. But yes, they made it. Yes, uh, but but yeah, I think like it's a smart trade. Um, there's like the the. Like, if you don't have a good quarterback, your team's not going to be good, most likely. Uh, I mean, you have the exception of, like, teams that are, like, you win because of quarterbacks and win with quarterbacks. Like, Jimmy G is a win-with type of guy. Right, and Ryan, win- Ryan Tannenhill. Ryan Tannenhill. Like, those are guys you win with, not because of. And they they can get, get you so far. But you've seen, we've seen in the last couple of years, they can't get it done when they're called upon to make those spectacular plays. They haven't been able to do it. And it's the same. So with Russ, Russ, we've seen do it against the Broncos uh, in the Super Bowl. And so we've seen we've seen that happen. And we know that he can make those plays. And the system that that he's about to walk into is a similar system that Aaron Rodgers is running uh, from Green Bay. It's similar to the Shanahan system. So Russ is going to have a lot of easy options. Uh, he's not going to be forced to to have to chuck it deep a lot. I mean, that's what he's good at in, the, in, in Denver. With the altitude, dude's going to be able to chuck it real far. Uh, and so having having him being able to make those throws every once in a while, he's not going to have to do it eight, nine times a game. He's just going to have to make a couple throws to win the game. Yeah, and I think, you know, just remember, like, Denver, you know, Chris, go ahead and communicate that to them, that if you get the ball at, like, maybe the two-yard line, Javante Williams can probably run it. You know, you might not want Russ passing it in that situation. I don't, I don't know. Well, one thing that's interesting, though, is the last time Russell Wilson had a good running back was, well, a reliable running back, a reliable run game. I think that's more fair, is with Marshawn Lynch. And that team with a good Marshawn Lynch, Javante Williams is pulling a lot of Marshawn Lynch comparisons since he's been in the league. And, I mean, Russ is – he's going to be very familiar with the team. I mean, Denver kind of echoes a lot of the same weapons as Seattle as far as a big – two big body receivers. Obviously not DK Metcalf, but they got two of them in Tim Patrick and uh, Tim Patrick and Corlin Sutton. And then they got Jerry Judy the burner, who's – I mean, Tyler Lockett. So – don't forget about I KJ Hamler coming off the ACL yeah, injury K- either. Yeah, absolutely. KJ Hamler running the slot like underneath routes. I mean, Denver has weapons for days. I'm, I think I'm the biggest thing the the biggest thing will be the defense because uh, when Russ won, it was because they had the number one defense in the NFL and a top five defense for like four years in a row. Uh, so that's going to be the biggest the biggest thing for them is the defense. But we'll talk about that in a little bit when we get to the AFC West team. Would you say that, like, the most important piece of the Seahawks team was, like, one of their defenders during those championship runs? Yeah, Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas. I don't get what you're getting at. I just wasn't sure. I know sometimes, like, defense is the most important part of the team. Sometimes it's offense. I mean, I guess that varies sport to sport some, too, but. Oh, never mind. I got what you're doing now. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, conversation off air. Uh, but yeah, so the, uh, 
nonetheless. Uh, I think it's overall, it'll be a good move. Um, but it moves them to Super Bowl contender, not Super Bowl favorite. Um, which hey, uh, hey, because hey. Of, because the Chiefs and the Bills and the Bengals and and everyone that's that's there. Um, I mean, even I mean, even the Browns, if they can do something other than like choke whenever they have expectations or for uh, that matter but... like even when i was talking earlier i'm thinking okay in my mind obviously you have to say cincy because they were just in the super bowl but like what about the steelers if they can figure something out at quarterback what or what a healthy ravens? ravens team what about the ravens if they actually do something about their turf and don't have 30 guys with torn acls what about or the killing I mean, pops or so i mean yeah. tennessee if derrick henry doesn't get hurt uh so yeah or julio every week that pulls say, AJ brown and julio um yeah but but yeah now i want to transition and go to carson wentz uh to the commanders which that trade came down today which i put in our group group chat kind of like about a year ago this time the 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 Colts traded for Carson Wentz for a conditional second that ended up being a first and a third, and now they trade him away today for essentially two thirds and to move up into the second and move up swap picks in the second round, which is kind of, I mean, admitting what the Colts thought of Carson Wentz. Uh, they didn't want him; they wanted him out. Uh, so, Josh, I'll start with you since your favorite team is the the Washington Commanders. Uh, what do you think about the, the Carson Wentz deal? Yeah, I, I think it's a decent move. Um, I like Taylor Heineke. I really like him as a person. I think his story is, is really cool. But he didn't play great last year. And then you're looking, and okay, I mean, I would not have minded trying to bring in Mitch Trubisky. But A, there's a good chance he might go to the Giants. There are a couple of other teams looking at Mitch. B, how much can you criticize the Carson Wentz move if we're really going to say one of the best viable options was Mitch Trubisky? I mean, like, if we're looking at Mitch or maybe maybe, I love Mitch. I think he got screwed over in Chicago, but still. Um, Jameis Winston coming off injury. Like, there aren't quarterback options out there right now. Wentz, Wentz has played well in the NFC East. And Wentz was not a great quarterback last year, but he was not bad. If if he got hurt and he missed the last game and a half, he would still be with the Colts. It's how bad he played the last game and a half that is why he got traded. But overall, his numbers for the year, it's somewhere around like top 10, maybe top 15. Honestly, you take him with Antonio Gibson, hopefully a healthy Curtis Samuel, scary Terry on the outside, and then if that defense actually plays up to what they were expected to this year, that they didn't. But um, I I think he could be you – know, again, you were just talking about those guys you win because of or you win with. I think Carson Wentz is a win-with guy who shows occasional flashes of win because of, but you can't count on that. You have to look at him as a win with guy, but they might have enough pieces in Washington to be able to do that. Yeah. Chris, what do you, what do you think? Honestly, I think this is the best so far, best transaction of the off season. I think it in value for a team. Um, I'm happy we got Russ and we're going to be a better team than Washington. 
but if we could switch, I would be happy if we, I would be, I wouldn't be upset if we switched the picks and we got Carson Wentz and only gave up a third rounder. Cause here's the thing with the Russell Wilson trade, if he doesn't play at Russell Wilson level, it's going to look like one of the dumbest trades of the last 10, 15 years. It's going to, it's going to put us back missing missing two first and two seconds in years to come missing out on Noah fan missing out on what drew lock might've been. So if drew lock hits in Seattle and he plays and he plays well and Russell doesn't, that's going to be the steal of the century for me, Washington to get Carson Wentz for two thirds, technically, well, the, the second's conditional if Carson Wentz plays over 70% of the offensive snaps, but for two thirds, I mean, we were, I was just, earlier, I was talking about the quarterback mark and what it takes to get a quarterback, a third rounder. Are you kidding me? Like that's a steal and a half. Even if you get Carson Wentz at his 70% playing ability, you still win that trade for a third round pick. And to me, what Carson Wentz is 27, right? 27, 28, 28. He's not old. He's got a lot of years left. And let's not forget he, if he didn't get injured, he would have won an MVP. So we could get Carson Wentz, like Josh mentioned, with all those weapons. And if that defense plays well, if they address their secondary issues and they grab a few corners and a, and a safety, that could, I mean, that team could win the NFC East. And I think Carson Wentz could be a big reason why. So personally, I absolutely love this for Washington. I think it's the best move so far um, out of any team as far as transactions go. Yeah, I mean, I said this in our group chat. Like, I think it's a low-risk, high-reward type of deal. Like, I I wouldn't go to as far as you did with saying that it's better, like, if you would rather have Carson than Russ. I get the I get your logic, though. I get your logic, though. I get your logic. Because if Russ doesn't hit, then you're out a bunch of picks and players. And if Carson hits, you were only out a third round or like whatever. Uh, And so, but that third round, like, so you're moving back this year in the second round and swapping with, with uh, Indy. And so they're moving up in the second round. You're keeping your first, which is huge. You're keeping a first round pick this year, which is huge, which gives you flexibility. You can address a different team need or, you can even say, you know what, if Carson doesn't work, let's like, let's just make a, like, let him be a bridge. Let's take Kenny Pickett. Let's take Malik Willis. Let's take whatever. Or maybe we wait till the second round and get a Sam Howell or a Desmond Ritter or something like that. And just let him sit and see what happens. Uh, You have that flexibility. Or maybe you say, Hey, Mitch, come compete with Carson. Or, or something like like so you have that kind of flexibility you probably don't have him compete but you might if you do anything you hit you go in the draft but I think it's a low risk high reward because I mean if you're Washington what's the best option Josh like you said like what's the better option like every every guy has their flaws and I think you just have to recognize you're not going to have Carson if you're saying Carson go throw the ball 35 times a game and win us a game he'll do it sometimes but he ain't going to do it all the time uh, he's not Pat Mahomes. He's not Josh Allen. He's not in that category. Um, and, I think and if so, you, if you look, Indianapolis has a better offensive line. Indianapolis has a better running back. You know, I love Antonio Gibson, but he's not Jonathan Taylor right now. 
But in terms of other weapons, like who did Indy have outside of Michael Pittman? No one. I'll answer that for you. Yeah, so now you're saying Scary Terry. Now you're saying Curtis Samuel. You're looking. They've got a couple of other guys who looked okay when some of Brown, Logan Thomas. Yeah, Logan Thomas is a tight end. What if if this? What if Washington says, you know what? Like, we do have a need at at linebacker. Uh, Jamin Davis doesn't hit. Maybe we take Devin Lloyd. What if they say, you know what? Drake London. Let's go get Drake London and pair him with with uh, Scary Terry and Curtis like Samuel. And, uh, they're Garrett, drafting Garrett Wilson, if, Chris Olave. Yeah, no, if, if, you have, if, if you have all those options, like get a second weapon, like that's that might be the most weapons Carson Wentz would ever have. This is like that would be like in terms of Philly. Yeah, I mean, he played with garbage in Philly. So, so Aguilar it couldn't be, catch a pass. Dude, let me let let oh my gosh, let Washington win the division, and Dil, I will go nuts. I will. We were bringing Josh Holcomb on, and I'm going nuts on Holcomb if if Car if Carson does if Carson lights it up. But uh, but yeah, so I think I think they have the options to do a lot of different things with that first round pick. They can fill a need, but this wide receiver class is so deep. Like you can get a guy in the second and third round that are that's gonna come in and, and do stuff. So you can hit a need, come in the second round, do whatever. But yeah, I think they've got a lot that they can do. I mean, they have, they have a first round pick that they could literally land Derek Stingley and have a key piece to that true. secondary that needs to be fixed. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they have so much flexibility keeping that first round big. They can go after a couple different guys. I mean, granted, if they're smart to re to recoup some picks, maybe you draft, you trade back, uh, get another first next year and maybe another pick or something and trade back and get somebody else. Um, I think, I think it all depends on how the draft falls because I think Chris, you're right. If, if Derek Stingley or sauce Gardner are somehow still on the board, take them, take them and rejoice. But if those guys are both gone by then Mm -hmm. you're looking and you're like, okay, unless you're dead set on a guy, yeah, Dilly, trade back maybe into the 100%. second round, trade back later first round, still pick up either a solid wide receiver, maybe some offensive line help, maybe interior if like a Tyler Linderbaum's still there. Um, you know, there are pieces to be had. Heck, I mean, you could drop back a little bit and take a Daxton Hill. Um, some of the yeah, moths don't have him yeah. going until like 30, 31. If, if yeah, you so. don't get the guy you love, trade back. Yeah, I mean, it's easier said than done. You need someone to dance with at that point, someone who wants to come up. But, Dylan, but I mean, if that, option, if that option's there. We've done it in Madden, dude. It's easy. Yeah, there's always 25 options. And, like, yeah, always. Always, you just choose from the best one. Just remember, uh, just remember that the Cowboys traded back and got Micah Parsons. So anything is possible. Yeah. Instead of, instead of Denver, you know, I mean – I mean, would they, did they have did they have the option though to take Mike? We still no, they did. Oh wait, no, they did. Sorry. We still got the best corner in the draft by oh, a significant margin. He is the best corner in the draft. JC Horn got hurt in the preseason. Okay. That's what I, I, I just, that's I just want to hear that. Okay. Well, we're gonna go to commercial. We will be back in a little bit. All right, talk to you soon. Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, we're gonna shift gears and and focus on the AFC West. It just so happened that the the Russell Wilson trade happened this week, and it lined up. Um, 
But we're, like last week, we talked about the NFC West uh, and what their team needs were heading into the draft. Uh, the draft is eight weeks away. Um, and so we're going to talk team needs on every division uh, leading into the draft uh, eight weeks from now. And so we're going to start with the AFC West. Uh, and we'll start with the division champions from last year and the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Josh, what do you think would, you would say is the, the team needs for Kansas City as, as you're looking at, um, I mean, Tyron Matthew uh, could be a free agent. Jadavius Ward could be a free agent or is a free agent. They didn't get tagged, neither of them. I, so, I, heard, I heard Tyron Matthew is – he said he's testing free agency. Yeah, they all uh, they all are. The Jadavius, Tyron – all those guys are going to be testing free agency because they didn't get tagged because Brown got the tag. But, uh, Josh, what do you think is the um, the team, what their needs are going to be potentially? Yeah, so I think I think the Chiefs, you know, their needs would be either bringing back Matthew or replacing him um, because just, you know, all that he does on the defensive side as a safety, um, he, he makes a lot of plays that might not even show up on the stat sheet. Um, I think another wide receiver, a better secondary wide receiver, you've got Hill, you have Kelsey, you know, and I would say maybe in the draft trying to pick up a second wide receiver. But I, I think if I'm saying what the Chiefs need most is to get Jackson Mahomes and Brittany Matthews away from that team. Um, you know, that, that, that their you biggest did not. needs. Yeah, no, that their biggest needs like that. That looks like it to me. Um, no, I mean. Yes, but no. I think I think secondary wide receiver, I think some more defensive help, you know, both defensive backfield and maybe some more pass rush. You know, you never know what crime Frank Clark's going to commit that he doesn't get suspended for. Um, so I don't know. But um, maybe maybe some more pass rush besides Chris Jones, too. Taking shots at everything. Oh, my goodness. Jo- or Chris, what do you what do you think? I mean, they could use an improvement at every single part of their defense. <laughs> they're, 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 they put themselves in a tight cap space. They have a good O-line, but they're paying for it. Um, really, any offensive position – or, sorry, defensive position they need. Tyron Matthew leaving. Who's their other safety? Uh, Juan Thornhill. Juan Thornhill and – do they still have Sorensen or did they cut him? Sorensen's still there. Uh, that could but, be the worst. That could be the worst safety combo in the NFL. And I don't think it's very close. So they need to address that this offseason. Um, their offense is going to be good, but golly. I mean, their defense made some improvements. I mean, Melvin Ingram is also going to be a free agent who made some huge plays for them um towards the, towards the back end of the season to put them into that big run um going into the playoffs but i mean you're looking at a lot of key defenders testing free agency with not a lot of cap space to work with so <laughs> they need hit in the draft yeah, and I think right now I've seen some mocks mocked in the wide receiver. Uh, I think um, is it um, – I can't remember if it was uh, McShay or, or NFL's mock, latest mock mocked in with uh, Daxton Hill, uh, a safety. 
that would assume that Tyron Matthew would not return to the team. I think they have a good defensive line. Uh, I think they've hit on some stuff. I think they have to rework Frank Clark's deal. I think he has a huge cap number this year. Um, but they, I think the biggest things you need a second weapon or I guess a third weapon. If you count Kelsey and Hill, you need a, you need another option on the other side of the field, uh, who can take some attention away and give Mahomes another uh, weapon, uh, to go after. And I think I would say probably, uh, some depth at, at corner. Uh, I think Nick Bolton and Willie Gay are, I, I think they have a decent, uh, linebacking core. I think I like their front seven's pretty good. It's going to come down, I think, to the back end of their defense uh, and what they need. I mean, honestly, too, I've heard they're in the Christian McCaffrey sweepstakes at running back. CEH has been decent uh, for them. Uh, I, I like CEH. I think he's, he's, a, he's a good player, but I've heard some ties potentially that they could be shopping in that market depending on the price, but I think Carolina's asking for a first and a player. Uh, so I think that's a pretty that's a pretty steep price. I don't know if they're willing to pay that, uh, but that could be electric for them. But I don't I, I think they just haven't given the, the range to CEH in the way that I think everyone wants them to. Uh, to give him a, ch- a chance at it. Um, and so if they're not confident in CEH, go get someone you're confident in, like at, at running back. But I think their biggest need is a second wide receiver because McCall Hardman has not proven that he's the guy or Byron Pringle or Demarcus Robinson and then somebody in the back end. Um, I want to shift to the other team that made the playoffs, and that's the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, who we would say, uh, Chris, I'll start with you. Who do you say that, what do you say is the, the Raiders need uh, at, for, their, for their team? Oh, man, that's tough. Because, I mean, when you have a guy like their center, Rodney Hudson, leaving, a veteran leader who's been one of the best centers in the league for so long leaving. And now you have that, not only leadership, but just straight talent to have that big of a hole in your offensive line while you already have a bad O-line. I want to say O-line, but I mean, I would have to, for them, I have to say wide receiver. I mean, Brian Edwards, they had a lot of high hopes for him going into last season and, um, he really didn't perform super well. Obviously he didn't even get the ball thrown to him that much, but they need a second option. I mean, their best receiver is Hunter Renfro and anyone's receiver who's Hunter Renfro. Like is if that's your number one, he's good. Don't get me wrong, but Hunter Renfro should be a, a slot receiver and he'd be one of the best slot receivers in the league. So he is they a need slot a wide receiver. receiver. That's the problem. But yeah, Josh, what's your uh, what's your uh, thoughts? Yeah, when it when it comes to the Raiders' biggest need, I would say a private investigator. Cause good lord, oh my gosh, yo, their coach, their wide receiver, their defensive back, you know, they they were like bad issues last year. I mean, multiple first round picks gone. Um, your coach is just a despicable person. Um, so no, I think I think McDaniel's is coming in now as the new head coach. You know, he he obviously did some great things in Denver. Um, Chris could attest to. 
But um, yeah, he brought he brought cheating to Denver from the Patriots, and now he's going to Vegas. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah, no, that's true. No, I, I think um, that defense needs to be solidified a little bit. Um, Max Crosby what specifically, would you say? That 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 was exactly what I was headed towards. Um, Max Crosby is a beast, but um, if you could pick up somebody else to to help out with that pass rush the pass rush was surprisingly improved but um i think you could still make an improvement at linebacker and then cornerback you know with damon arnett being gone i think picking up another cornerback would be helpful um offensively i really had high hopes that brian edwards would show up as a wide receiver you know he's a big bodied guy out of south carolina but he never really developed so i don't know if if he's not going to be there, you know, you need to, you need to come up with somebody else, as you said, another weapon, because Darren Waller is a beast. Hunter Renfro, surprisingly good. Um, you wouldn't expect it, but surprisingly good. But you need another good option. And then you got to make sure that you can protect, you know, protect Derek Carr and give him time. Um, Josh Jacobs, I think, is still a good running back. You know, he had some injuries, but overall, you know, I, I think um, – I think I would say exactly that. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I, uh, I would agree. I think he need. I think the the Raiders need um, some cornerbacks. Uh, they they struggle uh, in the secondary. I like Jonathan Abram, uh, who they have. Uh, Trayvon Morig. I like that draft pick last year. I think he was a steal in the second round. I think when we mocked and talked last year, I thought he was the first round pick. Um, and so getting him in the second where they got him, I think is a steal, but Damon Arnett never panned out as I think he was a top five pick. Uh, and so you need some, you need some secondary help, but there's some secondary players. I mean, do you go get a Tardavious Ward from your rival Kansas city chiefs? Do you get a JC Jackson? And that would, that matchup with Josh McDaniels. And I think the GM for, for the Raiders now is from new England. So do you go after J.C. Jackson uh, and pay him? Stephon Gilmore, speaking of Patriots. Stephon Gilmore. I mean, you want to probably sign him to a shorter-term deal, but what if you recreate that? You sign J.C. to a long-term deal, Stephon Gilmore to a shorter-term deal, uh, and you that immediately – imagine those guys with Max Crosby, Yannick Nagakwe, guy like rushing the passer who had the highest pass rush win weight rate last year. Like that would be kind of scary. Uh, and uh, that would be pretty, that'd be pretty good. But I think also, like you guys said, you need a wide receiver one. You need a guy on the outside that can win. Uh, Hunter Renfro locks up the slot. Uh, and uh, Darren Waller up the middle, I think is, is really good, but you need a guy on the outside. Do you go get a guy in the draft? Uh, this year, who can win outside? Uh, maybe a Traylon Burks, maybe uh, someone like that who's a little bit bigger. Maybe you go get a guy in free agency uh, that's a little bit bigger at the wide receiver position to win outside. Because, like you said, Josh, Brian Edwards hasn't been that guy. He's had moments. Yeah. But no, he's he, looked he's good not- at times. A couple of games, he's flashed. He looks, I mean, prototypical outside receiver, tall, pretty fast catches those jump balls but he just hasn't put it all together consistently yeah yeah and so i'm continuing going down in the in the order that they finished last year uh the la chargers uh what josh do you think is the chargers biggest need they just re-signed mike williams to a 
I mean, a shocking deal to me. At Hef- least. 20, hefty. 20 million a year, which I thought was rich. That's a lot. For, yeah. for, that's more than Mike Evans makes. Like, just that to put a- that in perspective, like, that, I mean. That agent a, needs a raise. Oh, yeah. I mean, that agent balled out there. Like, I mean, like, I mean, he, he won that for Mike Williams. But what do you think they need as a team uh, to, to put them into the playoffs? Something, a place they have yet to be yet under Josh Allen or Josh, Justin Herbert, not Josh Allen. Yeah, I mean, I think they need health for one. Um, they had some, some rough injuries last year. I, I think offensively, I mean, you could still potentially take a little bit of offensive line. They made so much improvement last year on the offensive line, though, bringing in Lindsley, Balaga played well, Slater was incredible. But I think defense, getting somebody to you know pass rush besides Joey Bosa would be a big one for me. Um, maybe another cornerback as well. Um, Chris Harris is good, but, you know, I'm not so sold on Michael Davis. Maybe, maybe a linebacker. I think most, basically, I think most of their upgrades need to be defense. You know, first is finding, you know, either another pass rusher besides Bosa, or I have seen some mocking um, Davis out of Georgia, which would be a good run stopper. You know, and also. Which they were not good at last year. No, they weren't. Um, and so he would eat up some of those blocks and and help out both in the run and the pass. Um, so, yeah, I would say defensive line, either edge rush or or defensive tackle, um, but most upgrades just on the defense. Yeah, or Chris, where where would you say uh, is there is the need for them? Um, definitely D line. I mean, if they can land Jordan Davis, that's the guy you get. Um, they're in not okay. I can't say D line, they're interior line, a defensive tackle, um, a run stuffer. I mean, just looking at stats right now, they let up 2,361 rushing yards last year. That's a lot of rushing yards. That's like if Derrick Henry played against you every single game of the year and he broke the regular season record. Um, but yeah, I'm just gonna keep it short. That's what they need and a better GM who signs less rich contracts to players who might not be that deserving. And I think uh, Dylan might have frozen there. So I think they could also use, um, you know, uh, a little bit of better time management from their coach because that was not so hot this past year. You know, you look and you see how, yeah, they're they're going and they should have been in the playoffs, but then boom, um, their their coach makes some poor choices. And I like Brandon Staley overall, but I think it's a little bit questionable, you know, just how, yeah, how he handled some of those late game situations. I mean, and they're running, their running game as well for how good of a running back they have, just wasn't very impressive last year. Ranked twenty first in the NFL. When, I mean, you have Justin true, Herbert um, there throwing the ball a lot. But, I mean, establishing the run is just so important in today's NFL. Not necessarily that that has to be your primary focus, but it has to be a threat. And I would consider and the picking only, up another running, running back yeah. behind Eckler, because if Eckler goes down, they struggled. Again, yeah. like, And he has shown a pattern of – 
health struggles. So yeah, you just need you need that backup running back to to be able to solidify that. Um, but moving on, yo, all Chris, I, I know you you don't think there are any or many, but um, what would you say Denver should identify with the couple of draft picks that they still have left? I mean, there's still for sure holes, and I don't think we're gonna fill those holes very. Um, I think we're gonna do it in free agency mostly. One, because it's really, it's difficult to draft a good interior lineman and interior linebackers late in the draft and have Mm -hmm. them hit. Those are usually early of the draft guys that we just don't, obviously don't have those picks anymore. But just off the top of my head, like we land Bobby Wagner or Jordan Hicks. Obviously they're getting older. I think you can sign them to like a pretty generous contract considering them that they're getting older and they're no longer in their prime and have a legitimate, like if Denver landed Bobby Wagner and then we either drafted or signed one D lineman that was significant with Bradley Chubb. I mean, we have Josie Jewell as a middle linebacker who obviously he's not like an exciting guy, but he's made plays. Mm -hmm. Alexander do we sub Alexander Johnson? I think we sub Alexander Johnson. And then our other, I mean, we had Jonathan Cooper from last draft that we drafted really late. We had Browning that we drafted really late. Um, George Patton absolutely smashed the draft last year. I'm talking from round one to round seven. We had contributors that were drafted in the fourth, sixth, fourth, fifth, and sixth round that were starters at the end of the season. And one, because they had to, but to, con- to think about that, the, the reason that draft is so important was not only did those guys have to come in and replace players, but they did it while being the third scoring defense in the NFL. And, and that's a defense that was on the field a lot because we had an offense that couldn't score. So to me, that third scoring defense is even more impressive considering how often they were on the field. So in short, an interior lineman or an in, or an interior linebacker, which the free agency pool this year is rich with. Yeah, I'd agree. I think your front seven on defense is where there's most need. Um, you know, again, I mean, you've got some talented guys there. I don't mind Jewel either. Bradley Chubb is a stud, but needing to solidify that. Yeah, if he's healthy. And I mean, I've heard some talk of maybe Von Miller coming back. Yo, I heard I heard that today there was some development saying that it's more likely for him to stay in L.A. Okay. Obviously, I'm still hoping for it, but it's leaning towards it would it would definitely make sense for him to stay in L.A. But I think if you could bring somebody in there as like an opposite edge ed rusher, that would be helpful. You know, interior defensive line, you already mentioned linebacker. You already mentioned, I think the back, you know, half of your defense, not not as bad. But the front seven, or I guess back four, I should say, but the front seven, pretty good. And the offense, I mean, yeah, it looks pretty good. Maybe, maybe still strengthening the offensive line if you have to find a weakness on the offense. But But yeah, even the offensive line, it's a young group, and they took a tremendous step from the last couple years. Dalton Reisner playing really well. Garrett Bowles playing really well. Um, Quinn Miners coming in, playing very well. Newton Mooney, left guard, played really well. So our O-line, relatively young, I would say all basically all 28 or younger, 
<laughs> I mean, our our O line's pretty good. I mean, could it be improved? Obviously, or we need another right tackle. But it's better than it has been. <laughs> yeah. What What do you think, Dylan? Yeah. Sorry, my uh, computer blue screened me for for no reason. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, I do want to. Uh, I would say that uh, for Denver, I would say probably right tackle would be the the biggest need. Uh, the right, not the biggest. Linebacker is the biggest need. Right tackle, I think, would also be another need. Uh, and then pass rush. Bradley Chubb, like I think you guys were saying, is good, but he's not been healthy. He's not consistently healthy. He's not consistently there. But the back five, I guess you would say, are are good. Justin Simmons, Kareem Jackson, Pat Sertan. Uh, Bryce Callahan, Kyle Fuller. You could maybe upgrade Ronald, Ronald White, Darby. Ronald Michael Darby. You could maybe. <laughs> yeah. So, so I think they've got some stuff in the back seven. It's the or the back five. I think front seven is the biggest need uh, for the team is upgrading that, um, and and they can do that uh, probably more so in the in free agency than the draft after giving up what you gave up in the trade. Um, but you now you have a chip, you have a chip and a piece. You can say, "Hey, you can come play with Russell Wilson in this team. Help us go win." So you have a better pitch now than you probably did a week ago when you had Drew Locke. Uh, but I do want to just say, going back to the Chargers, since I missed that, uh, I would say the Chargers for me at least. I think they need a right tackle, uh, a cornerback upgrade, and then some kind of D line upgrade. Maybe not a pass rusher opposite of Joey Bosa. That would be good but also maybe interior D-line like Josh, you were saying Jordan Davis, I think would be good because I think Jordan Davis has Vita Vea-esque vibes where like Vita Vea is amazing defensive uh, or run stopper, but he can also get after the quarterback. And I think Jordan Davis could do that interior. I mean, when you have Pat Mahomes and Derek Carr and now Russell Wilson, if you can create pressure from the inside, uh, that's going to be very disruptive to those teams. Uh, and so if you can get a guy like that, that can come right up the middle and rush and, and collapse that in, that line uh, in that pocket for them, and then you have Joey Bosa wrapping the other side, that could be very dangerous. But for the Broncos, I think their front seven is the biggest need for them. Offensively, I think they have everything. They could upgrade right tackle, but I like a lot of the rest of their line. Uh, like Chris, like you said, they've improved. Garrett Bowles used to be Garrett Holds, as Chris used to say. And, well, and now, I mean, he was Pro Bowl, like considered a top five tackle in the league. So I'm not yeah. talking like just a like a little improvement towards not a liability, but to being one of the best tackles. Oh yeah, he he took a huge step. So I think their line's pretty good. It's probably it's better than what Seattle's was for Russ, uh, but they could improve. I think at right tackle, kind of like. The Chargers. The Chargers have a solid O-line, but they have a weakness at right tackle, and that got exposed last year. Same with the, the Broncos. I think they have a weakness at right tackle that could be exposed. Um, but, they, but I mean, you can live with that, I guess, for, for the time being. Uh, but I think that wraps it up. And anyone else have any anything they want to add uh, on somebody? No? All right. Well, we will see you guys next week. We'll be previewing some more divisions, probably talk some, some basketball. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you.